My name is Piers Bayliss and I'm here with a director of one of Scotland's largest independent firms of chartered surveyors, Ellie Henderson of Allied Surveyors Scotland. How are you doing this afternoon? Um, well, thank you. Perfect. So I thought I'd start by asking you what led you into becoming a surveyor here in the Scottish Borders. Um, well, I was brought up in Coldstream um, and went to school Coldstream and then secondary at Duns. Uh, then I went to university in Glasgow uh, and it just so happened um, when I was graduating a position was made available for a graduate in this area um, so I hadn't really thought about coming back to the area but I quite liked the idea too so I did. How did you find out? Here. Was it maybe family in the area that found out or, or was um, it just from through, the university? Uh, through my sister. <laughs> Ears on the ground. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so she was aware of it and she dealt with Allied Severs in the past mm-hmm. and through her line of business. Um, and she just happened to say, actually, my sister's a graduate <laughs> and is thinking about coming back. And uh, yeah, they were looking for a graduate at the time. And at that time, yeah. there weren't too many graduates either. Uh, the course that I did now, um, when I did it, there was only 12, 12 places. Um, now I think it's between 40 and 50 so you can imagine now there's a lot more graduates looking for positions whereas at that Mm -hmm. time um, when I graduated there were a lot more positions available. More positions but you made use of your network. Yeah and being local as well and I think working from in an area that you're local to does Mm -hmm. make a big difference too especially um, in the surveying side of things when people want you to know the local area and what areas are better than others. Very invaluable to know these things when you're when you're going around, even to just simply know where you're going for a start. Yeah, but and know uh, all the back roads. What made you think about surveying as a whole? Um, I never really wanted an office job as such. I, I could never imagine myself doing that, but I wanted to be do something and have a really good career and mm-hmm. something that I enjoy. I have to say, I love my line of work. I, I really enjoy it. Um, so I wanted something that was a bit a mixture of inside and outside and. You know, I work so on as a sole person anyway, so I'm out yeah. and about on my own. Um, but I do get to see the countryside as well and get paid for it to yes. go around the countryside, yeah. see houses, and you know, it's something. An area as nice as this as well. Yeah, and That's property is something that a lot of people are interested in. Um, and I, yeah, I enjoy it. So your role has, however, recently changed yes. because within the last year, yeah, you became you director. Yes. With the with the uh, with the firm, yes. And I would like to uh, maybe look at the change from as an employee to to moving towards being a director and how you found that transition. But if we take you back to the start, so when the offer first came on the table, or did you demand mm-hmm. it, or was it offered? How did uh, that whole work out? No, well, um, I had my first son in twenty fourteen, and I was working full time up until then. Um, I came back to work and decided uh, just so happens my husband works away from home mm-hmm. so working full time wasn't really an option with a young child um, so I came back to work for three days a week at that time um, I then had a second son in 2017 um, and I was asked just a few weeks after he was born <laughs> um, if I would like to become a director which it was the next step in my career. I have been with Allied for 16 years now anyway. Right. So it was the next step really to, to... However, my main concern was working. I only work three days a week. I, I couldn't go to work full-time with two young children, a husband who's only home at weekends. 
So we've come to the agreement. Did you set out, did they, what was their initial thought that you'd be full-time and did yes. you have to sort of bring them down from that because it, of your situation? Yeah, I did make it clear from the very start that it's something that's not, I, I just can't see myself, my family take mm-hmm. priority over everything and at this stage in my life I'm not ready to work full-time when they're so young. Um, I do intend to work full-time um, and I think so they had to go back and have a think about it they and work out the value, how it was. certainly. And so they came back to you with, with an offer that suited yes, what you like. Yes, very much so. And how is going forward sort of day-to-day, how has that changed your day-to-day practice? Uh, not a huge amount, really. I still do the same. Um, it's still my day-to-day business is pretty much as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to go to board meetings and I do. I am informed about more of the, the managerial side of things. Mm-hmm. I am involved in that more as well. Um, but day to day is very much as it was. But you're maybe you're thinking uh, as to how you approach your day to day role. Has that changed at all, or do you still just keep it as it was because that's how it was before, and that's what they saw as value? Um, it's it's very much it's still very much the same. It's I haven't it hasn't it really hasn't changed too much. Did it match your expectations? Did you think it would be changing drastically? Or did you proceed quite cautiously in agreeing what exactly you were letting yourself in for so you knew it wasn't going to change We had a, We did have a lot of negotiations. There's another two uh, colleagues that became directors at the same time as myself. So the three mm-hmm. of us were in the same situation. So we had lots of questions which we put to the board and they answered you know, very clearly. So we knew exactly what we were, we were going to be doing. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, so it sounds like you had an, you, you got the agreement you wanted and it was sounds like you're in a good position to negotiate that agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, admittedly, just recovering from the first few <laughs> seconds on, but uh, yeah, so I wanted to also focus on that, that question that I think a lot of um, people will come across in their lives before they become families as to how to balance children and your career. Mm-hmm. How did that discussion, I presume it was internal within the, within the family, what were your what was your approach to that? Um, well, because of the three days, we, we myself and my husband knew I couldn't go to work five days a week. It just wouldn't be viable with children going mm-hmm. to nursery, to grannies, and trying to fit in work at the same time. <laughs> yeah. um, being a surveyor is very much um, every day is different. Um, I could be in Eyemouth or Cove one day. I could be in Hoycrin, Debra, Kelso the next, mm-hmm. and anywhere in between. So my day is very different every day. Um, so I tend to, you know, I'll drop the children off and then start my work. And often it ties around school time as well. So I might mm-hmm. pick up the children from school, drop them off at Granny's, and then I can do work and study there for a wee while. So it's very much, and I do work, I do work from home. What did you find, perhaps moving from the, the full-time to when you were part-time, for those listening at home that are going to go through that same experience, what would you say to them as sort of some advice for how to balance that effectively? Any tips that worked for you or or a general strategy you had? Yeah, you very much have to um, put, make it very a clear line between work and home life. I do work from home, so it's a bit, it's sometimes difficult mm-hmm. to do that. But the other side of it is if I've got two young children running around, I can't answer a phone call to a client <laughs> either. So um, I do get a lot of messages left and I will phone people back, for instance, right. at a quieter time. Um, I do tend to work most evenings, but that's my choice. Um, but on the days that I don't work, I don't work in the evening. And I 
spend the time with the children. I, but it's very, it can be very difficult to mm-hmm. to have a clear line between your business life and your personal life, especially working from home. It sounds like you, but you set out to your well at the time your employers and now your your um, co co directors your position effectively so that they understood where you were coming from mm-hmm. and therefore they weren't having expectations of you that you were never going to meet because as you'd already said to them mm-hmm. um, I do work you know if, if the business is busier I will work I, mm-hmm. you know I do work more to keep up with that demand and I tend to work a lot of time anyway you know uh, if it's a busy day I'm you know as many other professionals we can be working till very late at night just to try to catch yeah. up with dictation and reports it's just something that we do um but your attitude has been, um, when it comes to the kids, they go and you you do that, but then you're willing to, to work up the extra to sort of yeah, catch oh, up. Yeah, oh, very much so. Yeah, things. and I do that anyway, yeah. So my, yeah, my work does revolve around the children and pick up, <laughs> but it does, you know, as soon as they go to bed at six o'clock, seven o'clock, I work through after that. Do you rely on any sort of technology, like a calendar or... Presumably your phone is quite useful in these circumstances. Phone is very useful. <laughs> so now part of Home Reports is energy performance certificate. So that's done yeah. on an app on the phone, which has been um, for at least 10 years now anyway. Mm-hmm. So I have been doing it that way for a long time. Um, a dictation device is on my phone. Um, I have a laptop at home, but I can I could be... Uh, very, I could be anywhere. I could be at my parents' house, my in-laws' house, right, anywhere. So a, I can work, a, I'm remote. I can work remotely. You need a Wi-Fi signal, and you very can work. Very much so. Yes. That's a, I think that's a great way to work, as long as you're clear about when you're turning that phone off and when you're turning it on. And I do have two phones. I have a personal phone and a work phone, so nothing it get, gets merged into others. I think I'm one of the only ones of all the directors <laughs> that has two phones, but it's specifically so I, I can keep them separate. Yeah, I think it's a very wise strategy to to take forward. Um, So I always ask these questions, um, but from your experience so far, although you've been a director for a short period of time, uh, what do you think it takes to make a business like yours work specifically in this area to people looking to start up a business here? Um, I think it's about local knowledge. A lot of it's to do with local knowledge. because I'm from the area, a lot of people know me, mm-hmm. you know, in certain areas as well, or I may have gone to school with people. So right. I, I have to be very discreet at what I do as well. Um, you know, even though I may know them, it's my I, I'm in my business head. It's mm-hmm. the the personal side doesn't come into it at all, and they're dealt with the same way that every other client is as well, and uh, everything's confidential. Um, so they they are made aware of that um, so- at the time. That can set you apart from others in that you've got a strong network here, um, connections that others might not, yes. uh, knowledge that others might not have. Not to say that someone coming to the area couldn't develop that over time, no. but you've seen that as a valuable asset that you have. Very much so, and I do find that, you know, you often get asked when you go to a house, oh, so where have you come from, Edinburgh? <laughs> no, I've just come from along the road. And it's, it does surprise a lot of people to know that there are severes locally and local right. to this area working in this area as well. So I think in some areas they do come, yes, they do come down from Edinburgh because it's obviously, there's more properties there, so mm-hmm. there's going to be more severes. So there's, there are less in this area, but there's still quite a few of us. But given, yeah, but given, as you said, a Wi-Fi signal and you can get going, there's no reason why surveyors in the city couldn't come down here to live and work. No, exactly. Absolutely. And it's, it's a much slower pace of life in some ways. Certainly travelling some of the roads, yeah. yeah, you can't go as fast as you'd like maybe <laughs> <laughs> along a motorway. Um, so 
following up to that, if you could add one thing to this area to help grow your business, what do you think it would be? Um, well, I think it's be probably been mentioned before to do with the railways and that, mm-hmm. that probably would yeah. help a lot of businesses as well and a lot of areas that are more deprived than others, um, especially in the property market as well, mm-hmm. sometimes are, are the values are higher than others for lots of reasons um, and I think a railway could benefit that. Um, something for me in the future, possibly an office more over the East Coast, which is where I work. Maybe when I go back to work, come come to work full time mm-hmm. again, which I will do. Yeah. Um, certainly within the next ten years, I will be full time again. Um, so an office over this direction might help me out in the future. Um, that sort of presence. Yeah, very much a, having a, pre- a yeah, very much having a presence, and it would take my work from my home into. You could, yeah, you could separate, separate it even more it effectively. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that would probably be something that would happen maybe when I work full time, but not not in the immediate future. So in the future, you've got this balance sorted out, mm-hmm. um, and that's helping you go forward. And then gradually, I imagine, as the children get older, you'll have more freedom to to make. Well, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm told that there's a lot more running around though. Um, with the older that they get, how, how old? How old's the eldest now? Five. Just started primary one. And Five. Two and a half. Have you bought my bike yet? Oh yes, he cycles everywhere. Right. And so the youngest one's just about cycling as well. I think that's probably when you start to really panic because then they go off. away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh <did> yes. <laughs> right, okay, well, we'll wrap it up there. But thank you very much for taking your time today, Emma. Well, thank you very much.